may be surprised to know that 60% of our customers are non-vegans. It shows me that we as a brand, yes, we stand for something, but we're also attracting people that that aren't vegan but are maybe interested in this way of life. That may well just be their entry into veganism. Save the planet and make it heal. You can help by eating a vegan meal. Come join us if you're vegan curious. Hi, and you're listening to Vegan Curious, another episode of your favourite vegan podcast. With your favourite hosts. Ashley. And Sarah. Okay. That is me. Um, We've got a pretty spiffing show coming up. That's the the weird time to say spiffing for the first time. How posh are you? (laughs) Oh, not that posh. Terribly middle class. Okay, but what Um, have we got then? We have got um, lots of things coming up. So we've got a fascinating interview... um, with a guy from Vivo Life. Okay. Um, they've created their own line of vegan supplements. Um, so we're going to be talking about to him about all things protein, B12, and also some kind of unexpected things that you need to be thinking about on a plant-based diet as well. That sounds good. We're going to be talking about what we've been scoffing, including uh, the best vegan pizza that I've ever had. And we're going to be talking about why people hate vegans. Okay. I don't hate vegans. <laughs> no, you don't, but apparently everyone else does. Oh, okay. Right, let's jump into it. So, uh, okay, so what have you been scoffing this week then, Sarah? Um, I, like, lots of things, but um, as I mentioned, I have had the best vegan pizza that I have ever had. Purezza? No, it's not actually. And in fact, Papa John's? I haven't, no, no, it's not. Um, I mean, it's a bit niche because it's, you know, you can't get it everywhere. Okay. Um, it's not a chain. Yeah. So I went to Fulham the other day. Which was weird for me because I hardly ever go to West London. Posh. Uh, uh, no, I was for a meeting. Okay. Um, but I did go to this place called Market Hall, which is right next to the station. So it's okay. like a, um, a, it's a market. It's got um, like lots of different vendors. Um, it's kind of artisan. Like it's just basically trendy AF, right? Okay. But there was a place in there called Made of Dough. That's okay. what it was called. Okay. And I had the vegan pizza. And the thing is, I wasn't expecting miracles. But the reality was, is it was basically the only thing in there that I could eat. Yeah, so yeah, I was yeah, like, cool, yeah. I'll get one. Um, I was with my colleagues. We'd had this um, big meeting and we were like, let's just share a pizza. So we got a vegan one because, uh-huh. you know, bless them. They were very, uh, very accommodating. Um, and it was utterly delicious. And um, I went and told them that it was the best vegan pizza that I'd ever had. And what did they say? And they were completely like beside themselves. They were so excited. And then I told them I was going to mention them on the podcast. And they were like, wow, that's brilliant. Um, but the they still only made regret, you pay though. They did. I paid, yeah, for sure. Oh, no, I'd already paid by this point because I hadn't eaten it yet. But anyway, so it's nine quid. Yeah. But like it was a good snack for so like what sort of three cheese of was us. It? That is the thing that I didn't know. I didn't find out. Okay. I just completely forgot. I was just beside myself with the brilliance of this pizza and also I had a couple of glasses of Prosecco. So it was all just like... A bit of a blur. It was like hedonism just had gone mad. Yeah, exactly. It was a bit of a blur. <laughs> it was Crazy. Way too much. Ve- vegan <laughs> pizza with two glasses of Prosecco. <laughs> I know. Rock and roll, Sarah. Massive Thursday night. Um, so that's that's all I wanted to talk about because anything else would pale into insignificance in comparison to that. So while you've been chatting, I've been doing a bit of research. Have you? Yeah, and apparently made of dough, um, they've got... Um, places in Peckham and Brixton oh that would explain it then but I don't not really north go south of the river. the river oh so come north, come of, the north river, of the river made of dough we love you okay um yeah super big and apparently there's a market hall which is the same 
thing thing is opening in Soho okay. as well. So it'll be in Central and hopefully Made of Dough will be there as well, fingers crossed. Cool. So that's way more exciting than what I've been eating. Oh, go on. What is it? What have you been eating? Well, I've been checking out the latest uh, Tesco plant chef. So Tesco have actually started rolling out some of their plant chef stuff. Hang in... on, I thought they were Wicked Kitchen. No, this, this is, this is I think, this was from... I'm holding up the the wrapper uh, here, but it's from um, from Tesco Metro. So oh. I wonder if this is like a specific thing they're rolling out to um, right. Tesco Metro. So there's a burger which had sold out, um, and then they have these Cumberland style banger sausages, which um, okay. were actually quite interesting. They're quite succulent. They kind of um, well, they're quite fatty, but fatty in a good way. Um, so I really enjoyed those. They were good. Sarah, Sounds, at this point you've not sold places. it to me honestly they uh they like they are old school bangers they're like you know uh, kind right. of walls that you kind of thing you used to <laughs> walls. as a kid walls. <laughs> walls um so they have a huge range by the looks of things don't they so they've got like salmon whatever like fish like beer battered fish fillets southern fried chicken fillets goujons so, I mean, I guess these are all in the main Tesco's, but they're finding their way into Tesco Metro as time goes by. So I'm going to keep going to okay. Tesco Metro and buying them just so obviously then they bring more stuff. Yeah, brilliant. OK. And what else? Anything uh, well, else? Nothing super exciting. Right? You know, I've been, been having a few breakfast burritos at Starbucks. <laughs> yep. Yep. Do you that like is, them? I, yeah. It, yeah. They're good if there's nothing else available. Have you tried their mac and cheese, though? No, I haven't. No. Is it good? No, I didn't like it at all. I don't, I can't actually... It's kind of one of those weird things that I can't work out why. I think there's, you know, probably too much butternut squash in there or something. Oh, OK. It just doesn't... It, it veers too much from the standard mac and cheese template. I think I'm a mac and wrong. cheese purist, I think. Oh, OK. So, I mean, because, like, the, the prep one, they put... Uh, what is it? They put cauliflower in it. Yeah. Just, like, leave it alone. Just put, like pasta and cheese and cheese it's fine that's all i want that's my message of the day <laughs> yeah just okay. don't mess with the formula <laughs> yeah all right fair enough i mean I no think vegetables i think you're right just you, let's not try and pretend that a mac and cheese is a healthy option <laughs> let's just go oh. hard down the vegan junk food route and have it be delicious right yeah yeah okay sounds good okay so um there was a very interesting article in the guardian so i have to say Everyone's writing loads about vegan stuff at the moment. It seems yeah. every day you get in, like, you know, BBC News has got something on, like, I'm a vegan, but my partner eats meat. You know, what should we do when we kiss or something? Yeah. So there's loads and loads of stuff going on. So The Guardian have done this really... It's in their kind of long-form series, so takes you about 15 minutes to read it. about, And it was all about uh, why people hate vegans. Yeah. So you read it, didn't you? Yeah. I, I gave up about halfway through. Did you? I probably will go back and read it again, but I was just like, oh, okay, yep, okay, tick box explaining this, that, yeah, yeah. But for me, they didn't actually say really why people hated vegans. No, I, I think that, like, so, as you will know, having been a journalist, it, it was basically clickbait. Like, the headline was not reflective of the article. It was like, no. it was like, oh, why people hate vegans? And then some kind of, like, waffling sort of strange strangely balanced piece actually wasn't it it was like i think actually uh it came out in the wash that the journalist was pro-vegan like in reality if you yeah, read to the totally. end what you found is that they had sort of discussed like the pros and cons and then said you know but ultimately we all know that <laughs> veganism or plant-based diets are the future and we're going to save the planet and like woo basically but one of the things that i did think 
was interesting about it was that they were talking about how vegans feel discriminated against because of the way that they eat, right? And the thing is, is that that's actually backed up by data. What? So there is, you know, do we eat too quickly? You know, we burping too much, or no? That's know? that's just you, Ash. So okay. Just generally, like vegans in in, in gen- more generally, um, there is research that shows that vegans feel discriminated and marginalised even by their friends and family. So this was like a study that was done in 2017. I'm on Psychology Today right okay. now, just 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 to let you know. This yeah, where, yeah, yeah. This is where this source is from, and I think. To me, it does make sense. And actually, what the journalist was saying is that I think it's sort of uh, worse amongst perhaps if you're outside of a big city, like if you live somewhere that is not particularly friendly towards vegans, it's actually worse, which is really strange, I think. Um, Why is that strange? Well, you would think that... It's kind of completely obvious, isn't it? No, but... If you're the only vegan in, like, the village... Yeah, but people what, are going to think you're a bit odd. But, but what what I mean is, is that I think the thing is uh, with people in London is like veganism's like a significant minority, isn't it? Whereas yeah. if you're like the only person in, I don't know, St Neots, Croydon. No, Croydon's a terrible example. St Neots is a much better example. Then why would people feel threatened? Because I think one of the reasons that people do get really agitated about it is because they think you're judging them and they feel threatened by this whole thing and they don't understand it and it's you know they they start to get um very frustrated and and almost as if you're threatening their way of life or something so the minute you what you're saying is the minute you say you're a vegan yeah you're automatically they perceive you as being judgmental yeah immediately yeah yeah i think so yeah, even if you, even if you, it's like that old thing, isn't it, that people go on about, like, oh, how do you know if someone's vegan? Or oh, they tell you, like, within yeah. seconds. Yeah, which is is potentially true if you're out for dinner, but 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 but, but, but you're people do say, assume. Aren't you? People do assume that. Also, I think um, it's 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 actually worse for guys. So the, there's evidence to suggest that men feel if if they're vegan, they feel more. Um, uh, judged and you know by like other guys because it's this kind of like macho type thing i i guess isn't that I like all know. a bit 20th century well i know it's ridiculous isn't it but i mean you know yeah. i mean i know i live in the bubble the, you know, what kind the of bubble? north london the north vegan, london hackney bubble. vegan bubble 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 <laughs> northeast london hackney vegan bubble. Bugle. i prefer bubble yeah yeah and you know so it's not a conversation that comes up and also you know i'm not 25 you know going out and getting pissed with people who are trying to inadvertently sneak some meat onto my plate but it, you know, it obviously does exist. I think it, you know, it, it, it does obviously exist. And I, I guess my own experience is, is yes, people do quite often. The minute you say you are vegan, the first thing they say is, "I don't actually eat much meat." So whether they're thinking that or not, they're instantly trying really? to justify what they are, what their lifestyle, or well, that shows that you do live in a London bubble because I don't find that at all. Really? No, no. Most um, people outside of London that I speak to. Which is quite a lot of people are just. Firstly, they're they're I think impressed. They're like, oh wow, really? Like, how do you do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like very. They think you're some sort of weird freak, though. Yeah, well, like some sort of uber disciplined, you know, in in kind of, I don't know, super socially aware person who 
basically is like sacrificing something. Yeah. See what I mean? Whereas I don't see it like that, clearly. I see it as like a way to discover new food and, so and it's an exciting thing. But yeah. for them, they're like, oh, wow, you know, like, well done you. So <laughs> well done you, uh, yeah. which is kind of a bit condescending anyway. Uh, but, yeah, well, exactly. But, so what you're saying is you don't think they really hate vegans? No, do people I hate vegans? So. I think it's a bit overplayed. To be well, honest. it's this the thing about the guy eating the live squirrel or whatever the hell it was. Like the, these are the kinds of things that you know, like those that tiny, tiny minority of people that are out there, like trying to disturb and disrupt veganism. That they've caused this debate, haven't they? But the reality is, is that most people probably don't give a shit. Yeah, I don't know who people <laughs> care, do they? No, but you just thought the article was a bit crap, didn't you? <laughs> Well, it wasn't it. It just, you know, ironically, if it had been called, like, a balanced discussion about veganism, yeah, I would have read it. <laughs> yes, but, you know, they went for the clickbait, yeah. and, and I was disappointed. You know, I wanted yeah. I wanted vitriol and swearing. Yeah, yeah. And what I got was an extremely balanced and interesting and quite insightful piece. But, you know, I got bored halfway down the line. Yeah. I should get back and read it properly, to be fair. Well, yeah. It was, it was a bit all fart and no poo, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving swiftly on. There's something else that I wanted to talk about as well. Oh, okay, go on. Then. Um, so I have had a blood test or several blood tests, okay. um, which was in and of itself a traumatic experience. So I used Thriver. You know this thing. You like they send you yeah. these terrifying needles in the post. And you the, poke yeah. yourself in the finger, and then you have to sit there like a pleb, like dripping blood into a vial and then you send it off in a thing so first it was really traumatic and i it took me quite a long time and i did it for about half an I, hour i, I, I had no blood to be a <laughs> it was very frustrating i actually got really stressed as well because you're supposed to do it like after you've had a shower right so your blood's oh, like the surface yeah, anyway yeah, yeah. i think some of the what some of the lancets that they'd given me yeah didn't work and then the other pack I thought had fortunately bad, had a subscription bad so workman blames two. his tools no but then I used the other one and then I was like you know it was seeping out everywhere okay, yeah, yeah. anyway regardless so I did this thing I sent it off in the post the reason that I did it was um, because I thought oh I've been pursuing a vegan diet for a little while now it'd be really interesting to know what's happening like yeah. is my B12 supplement working or whatever anyway um, so the one downfall of all of this was obviously that I didn't do a test before I went vegan, so it's a okay, bit of a shame. You've got nothing to compare. I don't really know. The, you know, the only other stuff I have is like the fact that my visceral fat has gone down a little bit, but that's because of the thing at the gym, you know, when you stand barefoot on the... Yeah, 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 sure. you're looking at me blankly. Anyway, so yeah. I got my results back and I... All of my indicators, yeah. so there's loads of stuff like iron, fat, Bloody bloody blah, blah, blah everything, yeah. every like liver function. It's incredible the amount of stuff that they can do. All of mine were absolute gold standard. I felt very chuffed about the whole thing. Right, I right. was completely self righteous about you everything. Cheat? Did you uh, cheat? Like before you did it, like the week before, just like basically eating like kale and aubergines or something. Well, that's how is that different to any other week? Actually, oh, no, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Of course not. I was okay. just pursuing just normal, pursuing a normal cheat. diet. And um, so they give you this like traffic light system, and all of mine were green except. Okay. My B12, yeah, exactly. which was in the amber range. Is that because you don't eat enough Marmite? <laughs> I, it's interesting that you say that, actually. It's like I've been eating Marmite every day for the last week. I, f- I'm f- I don't know, I've got like a thirst for it or something. I don't know what's happened. Well, maybe it's um, your body saying... But I take a supplement every single day. What? Every, Before you did this test? Um, no, I, I was taking it at the time. Yeah. I think... 
so I can be a bit lapsed sometimes. Like uh, mostly, okay. I take it every day. Sometimes I forget because yeah. you know what it's like. Um, and so it might have been reflective of that, or it might have been the fact that I've not absorbed it effectively. Because apparently, some people can't absorb okay. B twelve from the tablet that you take. Okay. So I'm going to do it again in a couple of months and see. Um, but yeah, it was sort of interesting, and it made me think okay I need to be a bit more disciplined about what I'm eating just to make sure that I'm getting like I should eat more nutritional yeast and yeah. fortified cereals Noosh. and, and what not yeah. um, but uh, yeah so I thought that was interesting and I'm going to make you do one as well because oh, you make me do it live on the podcast so you like, like get me to prick oh, my finger live oh no gross I don't want to watch it I have a weird thing about blood um, but uh, so that was really interesting actually it leads nicely into the interview that we're doing today um, so we spoke to Josh um, he is the founder and CEO of a company called Vivo. Um, and what they are, they basically started off as a as an online shop for supplements mm-hmm. um, before they went fully vegan and then launched their own range. Um, so it was really fascinating to speak to him. We talked about um, what kinds of things that vegans need to be thinking about in their, in their diet beyond B12. So again, kind of taking that conversation a bit further. We talked about protein intake um, as well as what, athletes and bodybuilders if you're into that kind of thing yeah. need to be thinking about um when it comes to optimum performance and nutrition yeah um and a little bit about his journey towards becoming a vegan as well including the fact that he was having whey protein before and he was getting acne and all sorts of things and feeling really bloated and awful after a workout which is not what anybody wants um so we had a little chit chat with him and it was super fascinating so let's listen to it then absolutely with me today is Josh Bolding. He is the founder, uh, co-founder, sorry, of Vivo Life. Uh, Josh, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. Absolute pleasure. Um, I wanted to kick off, really, just to find out a little bit more about Vivo Life and how you came upon the idea to create a range of plant-based supplements. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it all came about very organically. Now, Vivo Life, when we first launched it, was a supplement store for other brands. So what the original vision was is that we would handpick the best supplements, the best health foods from around the world and bring them to this one website where people could, um, they could completely trust our advice and they could buy our products and, and have like this marketplace dedicated to, you know, genuinely healthy and genuinely natural products. Mm-hmm. And so that was in 2014. And around about 2015, Uh, towards the end of that year, I started to really transition towards a plant-based diet and eventually go completely vegan myself. Mm -hmm. And back then, the products we were stocking were, I would say we were 95% plant-based, but we weren't completely there. We had some whey protein, we had some fish oil products. And in order to just be true to what I believed in, we said that we're going to make the website completely plant-based. So we got rid of all of the non-vegan supplements and became a completely vegan store. Uh, and then a little later down the line, towards the end of 2016, we wanted to create our own product, which was our protein powder called Perform. Mm-hmm. Um, so we spent about 18 months creating this recipe. Uh, we would get, we'd literally go to my business partner's kitchen and we'd order in hemp protein and pea protein and cacao powder and all of these different things and mix them together and hope for the best. And after doing that for long enough, you eventually stumble upon a, upon a recipe that, that we were ready to take to market. And we were confident that it was something that was, was better and, and uh, you know, tastes better and was more nutritionally superior to anything else that was out there. So we put that in our supplement store, not really knowing what would happen. 
And within three months, that single product was selling more than the other 500 products we had combined. Wow. And we were like, whoa, this was, you know, this, this, there's something to this. And, and people were clearly interested in what we can create. Let's focus purely on our own products. So we got rid of the other brands. Um, we focused primarily, well, purely on this one product to begin with. And, and eventually the range grew. Um, but it all came from, from a place of wanting truly healthy, truly natural supplements. And then later down the line to line up with our values, we wanted them to be vegan too. Um, and the more we started to research and the more we learned, the more we realized that, you know, we would really like to give this product development thing a shot. But when we first started, it was, you know, very much on a shoestring budget. We were selling to friends and family and, and anyone that would listen. And um, thankfully in the past few years, the, the movement has really grown and people have really identified with our message being a completely vegan brand and um, standing firm on, on our values and not, you know, swaying when, when money could be made elsewhere. You know, people have really resonated with that. And, and thankfully, we now have a really, really loyal customer base. Yeah, yeah. I imagine that, um, so I certainly remember that uh, when I, so I've been vegan for about two and two and a half years now, um, but I've always been kind of interested in, you know, going to the gym and working out. Um, and I remember trying to find a a protein powder that didn't contain uh, milk about mm -hmm. six, seven years ago. And there was absolutely nothing. There was literally like one brand that made it. And honestly, it tasted so diabolical that I had to go back, <laughs> I had to, go back to Maxi Muscle because I was like, I can't, oh, no. I can't have this. It's like, it just tastes awful. Um, it's, it's obviously kind of exploded in the past few years, hasn't it? And, and I think, you know, um, it, it's interesting to see that more and more people uh, and moving to plant-based protein do you see even people that aren't vegan actually switching over to plant-based supplements because they're healthier yeah and do you know this is the most amazing thing and and this is where my journey to veganism started because like you i was using whey protein but it used to make me feel terrible i'd get horrible yeah. bloating uh, it gave me acne and i soon realized that if i ditched this whey protein and swapped it for a vegan protein then all of those symptoms went away and but of course, like you, they tasted horrendous, these products that are on the market. And, and really, they were never um, as nutritionally balanced and as well thought out than the whey, the whey products. You know, they were very much, okay, here's a bog standard pea protein or hemp protein. And there was never really much thought behind them. Um, but in answer to your question, you may be surprised to know that 60% of our customers are non-vegan, which for, for me, being a... A completely vegan brand and and you know we have been since 2015 it's quite a surprising number but it's also one that I'm really proud of because it it shows me that you know we as a brand yes we stand for something but we're also attracting people that that aren't vegan but are maybe interested in this way of life and if they can swap their whey protein for a plant-based protein number one that's that's a massive step for for the animals for the planet but number two that may well just be their entry into veganism it certainly was for me because when i switched from whey to plant-based then and i felt the benefits soon i was like okay what would happen if i stopped eating eggs and i stopped eating fish and i stopped eating dairy then all of those things made me feel better so i really hope that as people come into the brands that can be the start of their journey yeah yeah and it's interesting um that you said that actually the reason that i asked that question is because obviously even at the most like basic level we've got um, you know, most coffees that 
that are sold in the UK now, I think it's almost 50% the order of plant-based milk and obviously not all Amazing. those vegan. So it's just, it's kind of seems to be going that direction, doesn't it? As more people begin to recognize that, you know, um, putting powdered milk into your body isn't necessarily, <laughs> isn't necessarily a recipe for, um, supreme health. Um, so- yeah. And, and for me, Sarah, like dairy is, is the first thing I, I think needs to go and needs to be eradicated because number one, there are so many alternatives out there and it's so easy, like you say, to make that switch from cow's milk to plant milk, to make that switch from, you know, a, a, a vegan, a non-vegan cheese to a vegan cheese. And, and the dairy industry, we all know how, how cruel and, and unethical it is. And, and I really think that can hopefully be a big entry point into this, this lifestyle for a lot of people. Yeah. And, and so I guess when it comes to the supplements themselves then, so obviously the classic question that you get when you're at the pub and someone finds out that you're vegan is they go like, Oh, where do you get your protein from? <laughs> All the time. But obviously this is not designed as something that would be your primary pro- source of protein, right? Like this is designed to be a supplement in addition to your lifestyle. Um, and is it primarily for bodybuilders and people that are at the gym all the time or is it for kind of normal people as well? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So, so on your first point, absolutely not. Like you, this is not designed to be your primary source of protein. And in fact, I would go as far to say that a lot of people, you know, if your goal is general health and well-being, then you don't need a protein powder because on a plant-based diet, yes, that question comes up a lot, but that fortunately the good news is you can get protein and plenty of it on a plant-based diet you know um legumes chickpeas lentils tofu nuts and seeds um whole grains even you know vegetables have protein in so you know getting enough protein for general health isn't an issue um but a lot of people myself included if you're training and that doesn't have to be bodybuilding it can be some so me personally, I, I'm a surfer. I love to surf. Mm-hmm. And I find that if I can increase my protein intake a little bit, I will recover faster. Um, I will have less muscle soreness. My appetite levels will be much more stable too. I won't get that. Yeah. You know, if, if I had like a bowl of porridge for breakfast, for example, I'd probably like my energy levels would crash within a couple hours and I'd be hungry at like 11 o'clock. Whereas if I could add a scoop of protein powder to, to the porridge, then it's going to keep my blood sugar stable for much longer and keep my appetite, you know, in a good way all the way to lunch i'm not going to get that sugar crash yeah um so it's definitely not for bodybuilders um i'd say like the majority of our customers are not they're just generally fit healthy active people that are looking to get a good quality source of protein in their diet and and that again is is the key because there's a lot of protein powders out there that are made with artificial sugars and sweeteners and flavorings and you know they may be giving you extra protein but they're not that good for your health and what we wanted to do was create a protein powder that is at the elite level for, for performance and can really help people, you know, whether you want to build muscle or whether you want to, you know, perform well in your sport, but it's also going to be great for your health too, because it's made with completely natural ingredients, um, no artificial fillers or sugars or sweeteners or anything like that. So that was the goal with it. So is it sugar free then? Yeah. So we use uh, stevia, which is a, it's a natural, natural sweetener, completely sugar free. Um, I can't say it's completely sugar free because we don't, we don't, there's no added sugar and there's no cane sugar or anything, but we use, so for instance, there's uh, lacuma fruit in one of our flavors and lacuma fruit, obviously it's a fruit. It does contain natural sugars, but the the total sugar content is like less than one gram per, per scoop. So, um, it's very, very minimal. Great. Um, okay. So (laughs) We always, always, always talk about B12. Obviously, um, vegans are obsessed with talking about B12, making sure you get yep. 
Um, but what are the other things that we need to be thinking about when it comes to nutrition, um, particularly if you are kind of pursuing a healthy lifestyle or you're training, like you say? Yeah. So I'm. So first of all, I'm glad you talk about B12 because I don't. I, I really think we we just have to continuously talk about it because there's new people coming into a vegan diet all the time, um, and it's so important to raise awareness on that topic because if you don't supplement with B12, you know you, you're not going to last on a vegan diet for for a long time, um, yeah. and it's, it's vitally important. And then in terms of so sorry, did you say like any supplements that people would look to take on a vegan diet? Yeah. So yeah, sort of, I guess beyond B12, what do people really need to be thinking about? Um, are there any supplements that you would recommend in addition to that? The first thing I would say is that the majority of your nutrients should always come from whole foods and from a healthy diet and supplements. The key is in the word, right? It's, it's a supplement to a healthy lifestyle. It's in addition to a healthy lifestyle. It's not a replacement for one. Yeah. And this was typically my frustration with the supplement industry because I found that they were marketing supplements as magic pills and they were marketing these products that um, they told you would, you know, that I remember the classic one. I remember seeing this product that they called a carb blocker and you would take it and then you could eat as many carbs as you want and not put on weight. Um, wow. Unfortunately, you know, that, that sounds like witchcraft and such a thing doesn't exist. Um, and supplements should be used responsibly and as part of a healthy diet. Now I can t definitely tell you what, I take, um, and this is someone who eats, a, you know, a healthy whole foods plant-based diet. Um, obviously, there's no, there's no um, one golden rule, one supplement that's right for me. Not might might not be right for one other person. Yeah. Um, but one thing that I think is very important that people supplement with, especially here in the UK during the winter months and 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 the nights are starting to draw in now. We're, we're into September and um, it's it's you know we're getting less and less sunlight and, and that's vitamin d yeah. um and the reason for that is because vitamin d uh is essential for our bone health for our immune system for our energy levels mm -hmm. um and our body produces it naturally when we're in the sun so in the summer months if you're spending a lot of time outside then you're you probably don't need to supplement with it but during the winter months during you know november december january when it's dark and it's cold and we're not outside much then we are not getting enough vitamin d um and a lot of us are vitamin d deficient so um that is one that i highly recommend taking certainly during the winter um and another one that i think can benefit a lot of people is an omega-3 um yeah. and that's be that's because the typically the the so you can get omega-3 on a plant-based diet right we we know that seeds like flaxseed hemp seed chia seed contain uh, omega-3 mm -hmm. but that omega-3 is in a form called ala so alpha linolenic acid and that is a form that our body has to convert into the long chain i mean um, fatty acids epa and dha and typically in a lot of people those conversion rates aren't so good so it means that you know, we may be getting the omega-3 ALA, but our body is not converting it properly into the omega-3, the form of omega-3 that we need, which is EPA and DHA. Um, this is why typically people consume fish or recommend consuming fish for omega-3, but there's a much healthier, there's a much more ethical way to do it. And that's in an algae-derived omega-3 supplement. Mm -hmm. um, it, they, they've exploded in the past few years and they're pretty easy to find. Um, and I would recommend for most people is is to take you know 500 milligrams to a thousand milligrams of an algae derived omega-3 supplement each day um unless 
unless you're eating a ton of flax seeds every day and you've had blood tests and you know you're getting and you know you have a really good conversion rate then it's just a good safety net to make sure you're getting enough omega-3 yeah absolutely i must admit omega-3 is not really something that i think about i definitely think about vitamin d i definitely think about b12 but um maybe i need to get myself some omega-3 supplements <laughs> well i think the, the the research is really just coming out on it and and you know for a long time people thought that if they ate nuts and seeds then they they'd have enough but the research is is really showing that you know you probably do need uh, um a good source of epa omega-3 in your diet um but most people think of fish being the, the source of EPA and DHA omega-3. But just like us, fish have to get their omega-3 through their diet. And the way they get that is through eating algae that grows in the sea. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously, yes, you can eat fish to get omega-3, but you will also get all of the, all of the mercury, all of the uh, PCBs, dioxins, the heavy metals that are in the fish. Or you can bypass the fish and just go straight to the source and, and eat the omega-3 from the algae instead. It's just as bioavailable, um, it's much healthier, and it's much more ethical too. Right. And is, it, um, is that in seaweed as well then? Is that also a source of omega-3? It, I would not rely on it as a source of omega-3. Um, it's, it's a very specific type of algae that, you, right. um, that is consumed for omega-3. Just a, a typical seaweed like a kelp or a dulse wouldn't contain omega-3. Um, particularly if it's like a dried form. Okay, oh, that's a shame because I'm I'm a fan of dolls at the moment. It's definitely- oh, cool! Yeah, I, I I love it and and definitely definitely eat that for for loads of reasons: iodine, yeah. um, different minerals. But I wouldn't rely on it as a source of omega three. Yeah, yeah. And what what about if you are um, an athlete or someone who's you know training quite heavily in the gym? Um, uh, is there anything in addition to protein? I guess that people should be thinking about if they, if they want to build muscle basically um because obviously you do hear a lot of people say that um you know if you are uh, a bodybuilder or somebody that's training really hard it is quite difficult to get enough calories i guess and also the right vitamins and, and supplements that you need from a plant-based diet yeah so you you hit the nail on the head there calories so you're you're never going to build muscle if, if building muscle is your goal you're never going to build muscle if you're not in a caloric surplus and basically what that means is consuming more calories than you're burning um yeah. typically the reason people might find it harder to build muscle on a plant-based diet isn't because plants are missing anything that is miraculous for muscle building it's simply because plant foods are they're much more filling they're much more fibrous they typically have more water um yeah than animal food so you have to eat a lot more than you would on an animal based diet um for a lot of people that's a good thing because you can you know if your goal is fat loss or if your goal is general health then you can eat big big plates of food and and not put on weight um but if you're looking to gain muscle it can be the opposite and if that's the case you want to make sure that you're getting enough calories to see results and and to do that i'd recommend eating more high calorie foods um things like nut butters um rice pasta uh, legumes are really really good avocados there's there's lots of high calorie foods on a plant-based diet um and then in terms of you know other things you can do obviously the training is is really important you have to make sure you're providing the stimulus to build muscle um otherwise if you're eating all that extra calories it's just going to be stored as fat um and i would simply say like the the biggest supplement that a lot of people aren't having um in order to build muscle and really general health and performance is sleep um it's completely free uh, it's available to all of us but we neglect it so much like you 
the the research behind sleep is is so huge um it it's so important for um testosterone production growth hormone um all sorts of hormones all sorts of physical and mental repair um and i see people saying okay i don't know why i've got no energy or i don't know why i'm not performing in the gym and and they're sleeping five or six hours a night like that that's probably your answer um so before you start looking at taking any supplements and i'd include a protein powder i'd include creatine everything in that try and make sure you're getting at least seven to eight hours of quality sleep each night and and then watch the magic happen because because that's probably the biggest performance hack i can give you wow brilliant well that's really good news to me because i love my sleep so uh, (laughs) i will use the excuse to have more (laughs) um so um okay final question then i guess is just on um uh vivo itself you know um obviously a lot of people now are, are moving towards veganism for environmental reasons right obviously the you know there's a huge um push behind that at the moment i think um more people are starting to realize the damage that it has on the environment and the planet. Um, Are you, you know, what are you doing in, in in order to try and make the business, I guess, more environmentally sustainable or or carbon neutral? Um, Do you have anything um, that you're working on in in that area or or even when it comes to your products as well? Yeah. So that is, um, I'm glad you asked because it's my biggest passion and it's the biggest way I think we can make an impact uh, as a business to, to do good in the world. Um, so we're a certified carbon neutral company, which means we offset all of our emissions to renewable energy projects around the world. Um, and we also plant one tree for every order on our website. So every time anyone orders a product, uh, we, plant a tree somewhere in the world we work with a number of reforestation projects we're working with one in madagascar uh, another in haiti at the moment and we're working to restore restore native and indigenous forests with with local people um, the beauty of it as well is that it actually provides local people with employment um, so it you know it's great for the planet and great for people too um, but the biggest thing that, that i am most excited about and it's quite timely because it's it's just started to you know we've been working on it for the past two years but it's, it's just started to kick in um is that all of our products are moving to 100 percent home compostable packaging so okay. rather than your your standard um protein powder that you might find in a plastic tub we are now packing ours in completely home compostable packaging so when you're done with it instead of putting it in landfill you're going to put it either in your home compost and it will break down into soil or you can send it in your local food waste collection and it will go for industrial composting. Um, Basically the goal is to create a completely zero waste uh, from start to finish product. And like I said, we've been working on this for two years. It's been a lot of work, a lot of energy go into it, but I'm, I'm so thrilled that it's finally, you know, it's coming to the market and, and, you know, going forward, all of our products will be packed in this home compostable packaging. Fantastic. So when can people, when can people buy the, the ones with the compostable packaging? So they're going to start kicking in. Um, well, literally over the next few weeks, um, they're going to start being available on our website. Now it is, it is going to be a slow transition over the next two to three months because we're going to exhaust all of our existing packaging. Yeah. Um, and then the new packaging will kick in. So it will, it will be done on a product by product basis when, when packaging runs out, then the new packaging will kick in. Um, obviously we want to make the change as fast as we can just like everyone does but it would also be irresponsible for us to say uh we're just going to throw away all our old packaging because that's just waste for the sake of waste so we are going to use all that up um before the transition is fully complete but by the end of this year 
if if everything goes to plan then all of our products will be packed in the home compostable packaging fantastic so that's it for this week's show thanks for sticking with us till the end hope it was worth it yep i'm off to get my blood tested now oh no okay yeah ashley's gonna go and get his blood tested um but uh if you're interested in finding out more we've written a few pieces on the blog uh, what is our website, Ashley? Where can you find us? VeganCuriousUK.com Dot com. Um, also, check us out on Twitter and Instagram. Um, so Vegan Curious. Join us. We have some debates intermittently on the odd occasion. We do. Um, but thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. And we hope that you will come back soon and join us on the next episode of Vegan Curious. Save the planet and make it heal. You can help by Come join us if you're vegan curious No animals in your meals Nothing tastes as good as being vegan feels Come join us if you're vegan curious And don't feel sad, don't feel blue So it ain't so bad, I swear it's true Just use the right condiments And you'll even like tofu Don't be furious Just be vegan curious Life is good and life is sweet When on your plate there is no meat Come join us if you're vegan curious Come join us if you're vegan curious